You're listening to the Affirmation Addict Podcast with Pyle Corley. This podcast will teach you about the power of affirmations while making manifestation easy and accessible for you in order to enhance your spiritual consciousness. Thank you so much for being here. And now it's time to get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Affirmation Addict Podcast. My name is Pyle, and today we are talking about change. So really quickly for everybody watching on video, I changed my camera angle. Um, I just needed to personally change thing up and it's kind of perfect because that's what we're talking about on the podcast today. So I just feel like I needed to look in a different direction. I don't know how silly that is, but let's see how it goes. Okay. So talking about change, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I think change is like the root of 99% of our discomfort in life, in the manifestation journey and everything. I feel like change gets such a bad rep and I want to talk about it. And then secondly, I think we identify change as things not going our way all the time. I think we talk about change as if it's stripping things away from us rather than helping us evolve into a different version. So If you're in a situation where you are going through changes, maybe it feels like your world is crumbling, maybe it feels like nothing is going your way, or if just a lot of change is happening and it's really throwing you off, this episode is made for you in mind because I know how that feels and I wanted to share with you what I do in those situations, just perspective shifts, different thoughts that help me, different thoughts that I try and spend more energy on. Um, There's no perfect rituals that I do in terms of change. I'll listen to affirmations. I'll listen to guided affirmations. I'll practice affirmations for embracing change. But also, it's honestly about learning how to notice where that sensation is coming up in your body, learning how to notice what does this feel like and not being afraid to ask yourself, what is that thing that I'm so scared of? What is this change really triggering inside of me? Because oftentimes it's not the change that's actually scary. It's the way we're interpreting the change. It's the way we are thinking about the change and what it might mean for us. And so I just kind of want to share a few things that have helped me when I am going through changes and it literally feels like the world is against me. And A quick story, the last few times I've experienced heavy changes in the sense like it just feels like there's so much change happening, whether it's good or bad doesn't matter, just change. What I've noticed is if I can get past the initial discomfort, it's almost like when you put salt on a wound, like salt is meant to heal the wound, but that first burn, like that sting. Similarly, I feel like that's what change feels like. It's like At first, it really stings, but if you let it simmer down, you'll realize it's actually so many things working out in your favor. There's so much good happening. There are so many things that are actually healing you through that change. And so my biggest thing I've learned is throughout all of these different changes, it has always been the turning point for some massive shifts in my life, some of the best manifestations Some of the biggest goals I was trying to reach have been just around the corner from when a lot of change comes. And I'm sure a lot of people have felt this pattern. Maybe if you take a second and reflect, maybe you realize that this is actually a pattern in your life too. Because most of the time when there's a lot of different types of changes happening on different fronts, right? 
psychological, emotional, mental, in your relationships, in your body, in the way that you are showing up for work, in your job. And all of this change is happening. It's actually because you are changing. And as you are listening to this episode, you are on the journey of self-development, self-improvement, self-evolution, and all of that equals change. Like you're here because you want to change. And it's sometimes we don't realize that by us embarking on these journeys that we are actually asking for changes in our normal life. Sometimes we think our life is separate from our spirituality, but it is so blended. It is so connected that it's such evidence that this change is actually a piece of evidence that you are also changing. And that is one of the reframes that has helped me on this journey is realizing that change is a signal that I am changing too. And I get to decide if I'm changing for the worse or for the better. And I will always say and believe that I am changing for the better because that is what I'm choosing to believe about myself and my journey. I trust and respect myself enough to know that even if I make a mistake, I'm still changing for the better. So we kind of have a tendency to put this bad or negative connotation on change, but I love finding ways to think of it as a positive. So based on my own evidence in my life, through self-reflection, I found this out that when things start to change in my life, there's normally a manifestation waiting for me right after. So if I'm going through change and I'm waiting through this change and just going through the discomfort of the change, I'm like, you know what? Maybe there's something I've been waiting for right along the corner. So how can I make the most of this season of change? How can I make the most of these things that are changing and what reframes, what ways can I reprogram the way I see this change? Because maybe literally that thing I've been asking for is right on the other corner. And we have this tendency. The reason change like biologically is so hard for us is because change is uncomfortable. And biologically, change is threatening. It is life-threatening. We think we have to go into survival mode, which is why your fight or flight kicks in. So if you can teach yourself when change is coming to rest and relax, if you can relax your nervous system, if you can regulate your nervous system, but also regulate your thoughts, your emotions, your physical body, if you can learn how to work with those things, change will be much easier for you to manage on all fronts because it's not only mental, it's not only physical, it's not only emotional. It is all of those elements combined and that's what makes the biggest difference for us. So that's my biggest takeaway on change and all of the little things I do really help me make change feel like a good thing. I always get a ton of questions in my DMs from people asking how I can manifest The truth is you can really manifest anything as long as it's for the greatest good. And if you're having trouble manifesting something right now or you feel stuck on your journey, I have a really beautiful resource I've made for you. It's a free quiz. It's called the Manifestation Archetype Quiz. And it's something that I've created so you can find out your manifestation style to give you more clarity on your spiritual journey. After taking the quiz, you're gonna receive the best resources for your specific archetype to help you attract your desires based on where you're at and what you want to create. So you can find a link to the quiz in the show notes or just head to my website at www.affirmation-addict.com. One of my favorite affirmations is change is a good thing. It is not a bad thing. Nothing is being taken away from me. And I think we feel like change 
is scary because oftentimes change means you're losing things or a sense of familiarity is going away. And it's like, this is my life. And now my life and the way it runs and works is changing. The belief and the perspective that really helped me with that is I'm not living my life in order to accumulate and to possess and to have like this constant narrative that it's living. I'm living my life to be experienced, to live it. And so when you look at change as another experience in your life, rather than an outside force that is taking away things that are yours, I found that it gives less power to the energy or the force of change. It feels like it can't do anything to me, like it has nothing on me because it's just another experience because change isn't taking away anything from me because honestly, nothing is mine. Like we love this idea of possessions, right? You can see that the manifestation world is so fueled by possessions. I want a dream home. I want my own soulmate. I want to own my dream car. So much of it is possession-based, material-based, and not materialistic, but just like materialism-based. Like the whole concept of manifestation in the modern world, the top things everybody wants to manifest have to do with material things and owning and possessing. And one of the biggest things I personally learned recently, and I shared this on my Instagram, was a huge manifestation happened for me. And it was basically a week ago or a week before it happened, I kept seeing flower farms and I had this thing. I was like, I would love to own a flower farm. That would be amazing. And then we went on a family trip to Idaho. We went to a farmer's market. We saw the most amazing flowers. And I asked one of the guys at the flower markets or flower stands, I was like, is there a farm where I can go and just see the flowers and cut my own flowers? And he was like, well, I can invite you to mine. We've never done that before. So it manifested in the way that I got to experience going to a flower farm literally a few days after telling Tom that I wanted to own one. In that, a lot of people were like, well, you didn't own a flower, you don't own a flower farm, so you didn't manifest it. But in that experience, I realized that I actually don't want to own it, especially in this phase of life, not now. It's so much maintenance. It is a lot of work. It is a lot of care and it feels so good, but it's a lot. And I don't think it's sustainable for my current lifestyle. I have way more time consuming responsibilities that I deal with these days that I love. One of them being my business, this podcast, all of it. And so it was such a learning lesson that my immediate thought, I saw the flower farms and my interpretation was, I want to own this. But in essence, it was more so, I want to experience this. And I probably explained the story very poorly for the point I was trying to make. However, we think when we want to manifest things, when we want our life to look a certain way, it's because we want to own it. That was my immediate train of thought too. We want to own or possess and call these things ours. But in reality, so many of our manifestations are, it's a desire to be experienced. It's a desire to live that narrative for a certain amount of time. Maybe it's for a day. Maybe it's for your entire life. That is a time thing. That's not a whether or not if you actually want that desire. So I feel like we get our desires a little bit misconstrued because some people are like, well, I want to own a yacht. 
But what if you just want to be on a yacht or have the ability to go on a yacht every year or every week if you want, but owning a yacht is a very different experience than being on a yacht. So owning a yacht, boats take a lot of maintenance. You have to find a dock to park it at. You have to find a captain if you don't know how to drive it. You have to live near water. All of these things are very different than experiencing being on a yacht. And I think this is something I've been toying with, and this is the first time I'm verbalizing it, so thank you for listening, that I believe the manifestation journey can be so difficult because we actually have it a little bit wrong in what we're desiring. We're focusing so heavily on the possession rather than the experience of it. Same thing with like the biggest manifestation I have questions for is soulmate. We want that person. We're so focused on when am I meeting that person? We're not focused on life after that person. We're not focused on the relationship. And I did the same thing where I at first focused so heavily on the person. Who is this guy going to be in my life? And I had that completely wrong. I had all these requirements of an Indian guy. This is what he looks like. This is how he is, except everything was opposite. Like Tom is nowhere near Indian. He is not what I thought. He was in the military when we met, which is completely different than what I was expecting. So it's like, but the experience of our partnership and of our marriage is absolutely what I wanted. I wanted a best friend. I wanted someone who makes me laugh, who helps me, who I can help, who is willing to spiritually grow with me. That is what I really wanted. But I was putting all my attention towards the physical kind of that material side is what I mean, right? Like that tangible side. But in reality, what I was really craving was a relationship, a meaningful relationship. The experience of being with my soulmate is very different than manifesting a soulmate like it's like some toy. And this is not in efforts to insult you if you're doing this. I'm only saying this because I've known it and done it myself. But I feel like this is where manifestation takes so long because we're actually spending our time focusing on the wrong things. And this is what I teach you in my guide. This is where I start to teach you how to understand your true why. And I'm really working on verbalizing and the perfect way to say this and explain this where manifestation is we're trying to create experiences for our life because manifestation happens within moments, right? I met Tom once. I'm not going to keep meeting him. I met him once, but I still have my soulmate and it's the rest of our relationship. I manifested my dream home once. Like I bought it once, but then the life I'm living in my dream home is constant. So I think that's kind of a very logical way that we like manifesting. And I think that possession attitude that we have in this journey is what triggers us so much on change because we feel, so say you're experiencing change in a current relationship or in the way you see yourself, maybe you're noticing your self-confidence decline, but it's not like anybody can take that away from you. That is something that can be reframed. And so understanding that these possessions, the I have self-confidence, that possession of self-confidence can't be taken away from you. It's just a different experience. So you might be experiencing a change in how you're experiencing your sense of self, but it can always come back, maybe in a different way. Maybe you have a totally new revamped version of self-confidence, but nothing can take anything away from you because 
the possessions you have are in your soul, in your memories, in your experiences, in your collection of moments. That is the only possession we have. In reality, we don't have any other possessions. And kind of taking that less physical, less ownership, less individualistic route towards manifestation actually has helped me learn how to love change because I'm like, wow, change means a new experience, a new way of enjoying this. Maybe you experience a change and it's such a physical thing. Maybe you become lactose intolerant and can't eat cheese anymore. So maybe that's a different way for you to experience food. Maybe you experience hair fall. Maybe your hair is shedding. This is a big one I get. And maybe you're experiencing massive hair fall. So that might be a change you're experiencing. It doesn't mean your hair is just going away from you. You can allow it to see as maybe I'm experiencing my hair in a different way and I'm being called to take care of my hair in a different way. Maybe you don't have a hair care routine. Maybe you don't take supplements or you don't oil your scalp or you don't have this in-depth hair care routine and it's asking for that change. Or maybe you do and it's asking for a different type of routine. So change is an opportunity It is not something being stripped away from you and it is not a downfall, so to speak. Change can be an opportunity of potential, a way for you to live life in a different way and experience life in a different way. And so giving yourself permission to see change in different lenses is the best way you can navigate it because things not going your way, that is possession once again, right? It's not going my way. You have this idea and you have this kind of map you've created of this is how it's supposed to be, right? This is my way of how it should be. That is possession rooted once again. So what if, if it's not going my way, maybe it's going a different way that I can experience. All of this change is rooted, I think, very subconsciously in this lens of we own it and it's our way and it's what works for me. It's that familiarity. It's very individualistic, but when you can look at it in a zoomed out way that this is how life is meant to be experienced, it is another way for you to show up and find a new way of living life, a new way of experiencing this area of life, a new way of experiencing this part of life. I think that's so much more expansive and it's helped me see change as a good thing. Like for example, this summer, my hair was shedding so much And at first I naturally did panic and I was like, oh my God, I'm losing my hair. And then I was like, you know what? This is how I should actually see it. And I applied exactly what I just taught you. And my hair, not only have I fallen more in love with my hair and more in appreciation with my hair, but I have also stopped shedding my hair. So it's kind of like when you shift the way you see change, not only will you in your day-to-day feel better about it, But most of the time, that thing you're resisting will also shift in a way that does serve you. So it's a win-win. We don't see it as a win-win while we're in it, but ultimately it is a win-win and it will not only feel better throughout your day-to-day, but you'll probably still get what you want in the end. And so it's a beautiful way to look at it. And I think it takes a lot of self-discipline with love to give yourself permission to see change as a good thing because most other people see it as a bad thing. They always see change as a bad thing, see different experiences as a bad thing, even scary ones. And it's like, you can, it's easy to do that. It's natural for us to do that. But what about the other way? If that doesn't feel good, why not try something else? 
So I hope this episode resonated. And later this week on Friday, I will be sharing affirmations to embrace change. So tune into that. It's the Affirmant Minis or Affirmant Express. And I hope you enjoy. I love you. And thanks for being here. Bye. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, it would mean the world to me if you can rate, interview the podcast and share it on your social media. So I know to keep creating episodes that are inspiring you to manifest. I'm so genuinely grateful for the time we shared today. And I'd love for you to join the community by following at Affirmation Addict on Instagram. To continue diving into spirituality and manifestation, head over to my website, affirmation-addict.com. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and so much healing energy.